0: Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us again for the Talk About It Sis podcast. I just want to let you know before we get this episode kicked off that some of the stories that Amanda and I share may be triggering for some people. Hey, guys, we are back with another episode of Talk About It Sis.
1: Hey, guys, Amanda here.
0: So yeah, today, we're going to be talking about consent. Um, So I wanted to start with the definition of what consent is. And then me and Amanda, I guess, are going to talk a little bit about our experiences and growing up, um, etc. So anyways, first, um, Consent is freely given, uh, which means without pressure, manipulation, or under the influence of alcohol or drugs, which is controversial, I'm sure. Um, Reversible, which means if I say yes, I can then say no, and that's that. Um, Informed, which means like if I say I'm gonna have sex with you and we're gonna use a condom, then yeah, you need to use a condom. Um, Enthusiastic and
1: specific. Consent is always, it, it shouldn't be a loaded topic, it shouldn't be sex shouldn't be that complicated. Because for me, like, consent is simply like, do I want this for me? Yes mm-hmm. or no. And it should be so simple, but I, it's not. And I guess that's why we're talking about it.
0: So yeah, can you start off by, I guess, telling me, like, did you know what consent was growing up? as a teen?
1: I don't know if we actually use the word consent. I don't know if that was like a buzzword when I was in high school. But I knew that if I said no, it meant no. If I said yes, that made, yes and while I really didn't have to deal with a whole bunch of relationships and sex and stuff in high school I do recall being feeling pressure like around the time I lost my virginity on whether or not to use a condom uh, I don't know if it was like out of fear or it felt like okay this person is my boyfriend so I'm supposed to but yes or no I do feel strongly about so I guess when it comes to consent we gotta dig deeper into the pressure of saying yes. Yeah, for having sure. the confidence to say no. This is not what I want. Like we know what it is but do we have the confidence to say it in a certain situation?
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely true. Like I remember growing up as a teen, I definitely I honestly had no idea what consent was. Like, yeah, you I heard like occasionally, yeah, okay, yes means yes and no means no and like yes I understand that, but it doesn't cover like any gray area. And for and being a teen, there's a lot of freaking gray area <laughs> like because you just don't I don't know for me, I just didn't know, like, I didn't have a, like a sex talk with my parents. They don't really teach you anything about, you know, how to go about sex. Um, in sex education it's like abstinence or die (laughs) (laughs) and then they show you all these horrible pictures so you're just afraid of having sex like that is still ingrained in my brain
1: honestly that's
0: why i'm like oh i'm always using condoms because i'm still (laughs) scarred from sixth grade (laughs) um but yeah growing up i didn't i didn't know what consent was and i didn't realize that coercion was so common Mm. and that co and coercion is not consent and i can say that like like most of my sexual teen experiences, I think, involved coercion. Um, like me saying hmm, in my brain, well, I don't really do this. I don't really want to do this. Not necessarily sex, like sexual things. So I'm like, yeah, I really don't want to do this right now, but I'm here. Or like, I don't really want to do this now, but is he going to feel bad if I say no? Like being more concerned about a, a teen dude's feelings than I'm concerned about myself just because I didn't have that conversation about sex or know a lot about it. Like I didn't lose my virginity until I was in my late teens. Right.
1: Yeah. And so I'd say on that, I didn't have a lot of sexual experiences in high school. In fact, I probably only had like one or two, but they were towards me graduating. But I will say I had an experience with coercion very early on, which made me kind of alert to things later in life. And I guess I can kind of look at it as a lesson. Like back then it was embarrassing. But for me now, it's like, hey, I'm glad I stood up for myself and I kind of saw how some guys can be and I knew I kept it moving. So basically what happened was I met this guy through a friend and we were going to go each other, over. I was going to go over his house to have sex. And that's what I did. We had sex. And then after we were finished, he said his friend was there. Oh, no. And I, uh, I was <laughs> like, uh, okay. And like, mind you, I'm 18. So it's not like I'm like some big sex, sex lady. Like I know what I'm doing. Like I'm trying yeah. to get it in. It's like, okay, what are you telling me for? He was like, yeah, you know, my man want to know if you can get some. And I'm like, no, that is not happening. Yeah, And it was late. We were um kind of in the suburbs, but close enough to DC where I, I at least knew where I was. And I'm sitting there like, Okay, what is about to happen to me? Because I do not want to have sex with this friend. It's late. My mom does not know where I am. I'm supposed to be in my friend's house. Yeah, Like, what is going on here? Yeah.
0: And I'm sure you were afraid because that could have been,
1: honestly, a really dangerous situation. I was definitely afraid. I was like, I felt so vulnerable. And at the time, I felt naive. But honestly, I wasn't being naive. I knew what I came there for. And it's what we discussed to have sex. You bring another person in the picture without telling me. It's not me being naive. Like that's you just being an asshole. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I told him no. He got an attitude. And I'm like, is he not going to take me home now? I didn't even wait to find out. I just left. I found the main street. I started walking back to my friend's house. I mean, there was even a guy out there like, you know, you don't need to be out here this late, girl. And I was like, I know I don't. But (laughs) But here I am. It's an emergency. And I got the hell up out of there. And I never actually haven't seen that guy again to this day. And so that was my first experience with consent. Like, okay, I mean, that goes into a whole nother thing about guys thinking you're easy because you gave it to them too fast. They think they'll give it to your friend. But that that's no, that's not the same. Yeah. that's not it at all.
0: Yeah, that's not OK. <laughs> um, so how would you say that experience like changed your perspective on what you need to be doing?
1: I do like how they teach women to do. Don't be a victim. Always come prepared. Have a backup plan or let a guy know in advance. Like, is, are, is anyone going to be at your house? Or if he says we're coming over and we got friends there, I'm not doing nothing. I've, I've had to tell guys, I'm not doing anything with your friend. The fact that I have to say that and it wasn't offered is crazy to me
0: well my thing is let us backtrack because you said all this like women are taught like I wasn't taught any of that stuff so where did you learn that
1: oh to not be a victim I'd say my mother um my older brother kind of kind of bringing me hipping me to the world to the game to how things are like you know guys who would this is this is so backwards but guys who would put like the the cheap liquor and the expensive liquor bottles, like things are impressed. Like all those things, I I guess it was good that I had a big brother to kind of show me, but I didn't also want to talk to my big brother about sex. Yeah. So that was weird. And I definitely didn't want to talk to my mom about sex. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't comfortable talking to my mom about sex because of course at that time, I didn't think she would understand. So I took what I didn't know about, you know, protecting myself and not getting played. But Everything else I had to learn as I went along. And I learned pretty early, I guess I should say, like 18, 19, to kind of prepare myself for the for my, my 20s experience, my late 20s experience. What experiences have you had that made you realize, like, okay, you know what? I need to be more clear about my boundaries and about what I'm doing. Because um, before you go, just to get my thought out, it's it is difficult when you're a young woman, to me, And you're um, sexually active and you're, you're confident about it. Like you're not shy. It's like, okay, this is what I'm doing. We're having sex and guys view that as something else. It's like, Oh, I can get her this, this, and that. And they kind of treat you as such and think they can cross those lines.
0: I don't know that I had a one experience where I was like, I have to be clear on more clear on boundaries. I think that realistically, it doesn't matter how clear you are on boundaries if a man's not going to respect them. And true, true. Yeah. And so I have had multiple, multiple occasions where I've been clear on boundaries and they were violated anyway. Um, I think because of my like younger experiences with consent, with consent and coercion, as I got, as I got older and started to have sex, I, would just be drunk if i'm being quite honest because right. you're not really thinking about oh you're not really deeply thinking about your sexual encounters when you're drunk um and i think had i been thinking about my sexual encounters as i have like gone through my sexual experiences i would have been a lot more analytical of them if that makes mm-hmm. sense like recently um you know like i i don't i decided to stop drinking And I think now that I'm sober and I'm having sexual experiences, my sexual experiences are a lot different. I'm way more aware of what Mm -hmm. I'm okay with and what I'm not okay with. Um, And, but like I said, even when you make that known, some people still violate those boundaries. So for example, recently I was dating this guy. And when I first met him, I told him like, Hey, I am not interested in uh having sex uh until i you know know you on a deeper level um and feel safe and as though i can trust you period like that's it um i was okay with like kissing or whatever blah blah, blah. so he said okay um after we had dated he came to my house and um i still maintained that day hey not okay <laughs> with having mm-hmm. sex <laughs> uh, not okay with having sex um and the next thing i know he's trying to have sex Um, So the next day I called him out on it, had a conversation with him and said, hey, like I I clearly made this boundary clear to you and you decided that you didn't want to adhere to that. And his response was, well, all heterosexual males are going to try. And I was like, what the actual hell (laughs) like do you realize how problematic that statement is and how it's literally perpetuating rape culture and then he was like I was just joking you misunderstood me trying to like gaslight his way out of the situation so I think now that I'm like really um really like just taking control of my body and what I do with it um from a space of like complete control over it and uh not using liquor as a way to like, not numb out, but yeah, Yeah, loosen up um, in those those experiences. I'm a lot more aware of what my boundaries are and when they're being violated, if that makes sense.
1: That makes sense. So I don't know, when I first started having uh, sex, they were sober experiences. And so you mentioned, uh, you know, a lot of yours were experiences where you were intoxicated do you what do you think about consent while drunk or while under the influence of drugs or alcohol
0: yeah so obviously this is like pretty controversial because i think everyone has different um opinions on it and i think that it's individual like i think that a person obviously needs to be coherent when when they're drunk like if you see that somebody is literally passed out there is no reason for you to be having sex with that person. Or if the person can't form sentences, you probably shouldn't have sex with that person. But it's, I think the the gray line is that like, some people can black out and be fully functional and then wake up the next day and be like, I had sex with who? What? Um. Yeah, I, I recently on the Jasmine Sullivan Hotels album, the song Bodies, which I love, she's like, gotta stop getting fucked up i don't know what i had in my cup (laughs) like basically Mm -hmm. the whole song is about how the fuck did she end up here again um in another person's house so it's it's real you know
1: (laughs) it's real and i would say to that well if, if that person particularly gets blackout drunk all the time they should probably stop um because that is a that is a blurry line to me because I'm someone who, when I do drink, I enjoy having sex. I want to have sex when I was single. When I got drunk, I was calling my partner or whoever at the time, like, okay, I'm trying to have sex. But I do think there is the line you said, it, blacked out, drunk, of course, slurring that the person can't stand up straight. Um, there's there's no true measure unless it was like a breathalyzer or something, but you would hope that people know what that limit is. And I think that's the issue with consenting while drunk, because the clubs are filled every weekend with people getting drunk and singing songs about getting drunk and doing stuff
0: so. yeah you would hope people know what that limit is but also like kids are drinking right. you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, That's kids point. do not know a lot of kids do not know their limit like adults, uh, adults. yeah <laughs> Knowing their limits. yeah me. adults don't know their limits it <laughs> <It's true. me>. <laughs> <laughs> um but i can say that i've never had a drunk experience um having sex that I felt like I was taking advantage of. Like, although I was drunk, I knew what was happening. It's just like, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, uh, like, for example, I'm kissing you. And next thing I know, you got your hands down my pants. When I, if I was drunk, I'd probably be less likely to be like, oh, this is not what I said I wanted to do. But now that I'm not drinking, I'm like, uh, excuse me, <laughs> this is not what we agreed upon.
1: <laughs> like, no, I totally get what you're saying. It definitely is yeah. just, it hinders your ability to think straight. <laughs> like, okay, no, I totally agree. And that that really is, I don't know. I wish it was like, okay, I had three wines, I'm okay. Versus I had 10 wines, <laughs> I'm not okay, I'm drunk. Um, but like you, I've never had an experience um, drunk where, at least where I slept with someone and then I woke up and was like, okay, I did not ask for this. I will say though, I've been in clubs intoxicated with men grabbing and they're just putting their hands all kinds of places and me not feeling like I'm able to defend myself because I am intoxicated. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, can I slap a hand away? Can I push somebody? Can I do something? And then me, who knows where I'll end up because I'm in here and I'm not safe because I'm drunk.
0: Yeah. And that's something that I uh, think is really serious for a woman is like, um, consenting out of fear or freezing you know how they say you know when you're having a trauma response you could freeze up and not and not say anything and that doesn't mean yes um and so i think like consent out of fear i remember one or like not saying anything out of fear i remember one time i was in Times square i must have been like 20 and this old white guy came up to me wrapped his arm around my waist and i froze and he started like talking to me and then I'm, I'm just sitting there like not saying anything because I'm like, my body's in shock. <laughs> and mm. then he slaps my butt as he walks away. He's like 65 and I'm 20. Yeah. And this is a random stranger that just walked up to me. Now, when I left, of course, I wanted to be upset with myself and be like, girl, like, why didn't you do anything? But it was literally like I couldn't move in that moment. And I was like in a shock space. So obviously it was not OK for him to do that. Um, and I think those moments show up. Not just on the street with random guys, but like in the middle of sexual encounters that you thought you were okay with, but then you realize that you're not okay with.
1: Definitely. Yep. And especially, it, I mean, in the middle of an encounter, it could be the guys being too rough. But now, like, he's rough, he's on you. And then that fear comes out like, can I tell him to stop? Is he stronger than me? I mean, all kinds of things go through uh, their head when that happens. And I had like a similar experience where I, were fear it's like oh i'm not a scary person i'm not scared oh no i've been in that situation where i was in the go-go and this guy put his hands up my skirt and his finger went into my vagina like past my what underwear. i had like a little short skirt on. and someone would tell me you shouldn't have a skirt that short on right oh well, that's yeah ridiculous yeah that would be my fault for wearing for knowingly wearing a skirt short in this environment. And I was terrified because he was intimidating. I was there with just like a group of girls and they weren't even like my close girlfriends. And I'm like, if I start something with him, no one's going to know what happened. If it was junk, I can get beat up. I can, It's all kinds of things that can happen, but because of the environment I'm in, I'm literally scared to say something. And so I just like removed myself from that and went over there. But that happened. I still remember that to this day. And I just thought to myself, my God, that was just like, terrible. it's absolutely terrible.
0: Yeah. And I think fear of fear of violence for us in general is very real. Even just, you know, when we're walking down the street and some random dude is like, yo, what's good? Or is like asking for your number and you don't really want to give your, him your number, but you don't know if he's violent. So you might stop and talk or stop and try to say hello just to be nice. If it's late at night, you know, like these are things that women have to think about all the time.
1: Right. And we talk about consent. Men take that. We stopped and engaged with them as permission to keep going. And that's that consent okay. out of here. I really want to tell you, no, I'm on my way home. But any, even if I do say no, you still came over. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can I walk with you? Yeah. No. If I say, if I say no, what, are you going to follow me anyway? No, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, probably yeah a
0: lot of those men yeah i've had men walk with me like 10 20 blocks i'm like dog oh, but are you not
1: tired like i will say this guy walked with me from your house to the train station when i came to visit you all the way to the train and paid for my, fare. But oh my God. i gave him consent to walk with me we had a conversation but no yeah. guys are relentless yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, they really are. Just with the consent and being drunk. And I will say I had a very positive experience with a man that I was having sex with. I don't know what you call them. Lovers. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> Guys that you have sex with partners. I don't know. But me and him, we always had sex. He was someone I had sex with when I was drunk. He, The consent was there each and every time. But one time we went out and I was like super drunk. Like I was wasted, wasted to me how I always am. But this particular time, it just was too much for him. And so even though he had that green light, he was like, nah, no, like put me in the shower, put me in the bed and he left. And then we resumed whatever we were going to do the next few days. That to me was like, so I was like, wow, that was but, nice. But, but that's, <laughs> but, that's bad. <laughs> you know, like the fact bad, that you think that was
0: nice and not yes.
1: Good. Yeah. exactly that's the bad part but i'm like i wish everyone was that like considerate like oh you're too drunk even though i know you want to do this you're like wasted it. it's not cool i'll wait till whatever and there yeah, the bar's on the floor yeah i <laughs> was like oh what does they call it bare minimum twitter <laughs> bare, yeah and i was like wow he didn't even try to do it <laughs> even though he could have and i'm just like Yeah, that's where we are. There was this one time, I mean, I got got all these stories. Yeah. I I was on the train, and this guy that I um, was in a sexual relationship with, I guess he saw me, whatever, unless later, and he, like, came up to me, and he grabbed my butt, and I was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, this is not the bedroom. He was like, oh, why am I tripping? You act like, I don't be hitting that, blah, blah, blah. You know, the old male bravado, And I'm like, yeah, but this isn't that. Like, we're not in a bedroom. I I didn't ask you to do that. I didn't give you permission to touch me. We're in public. I'm on my way to work. Like, what are you doing? We're not, Mm. this is no. And he just thought I was overreacting so much and that it wasn't that serious, whatever. But the fact of the matter is it is serious. And just because I gave you permission one day doesn't mean you have permission the next day.
0: Yeah. And it's like consent, um, needs to be continual. So like, yeah, just because you had sex with that guy, whatever, three weeks ago, obviously it wasn't really three weeks ago, but just because you, you know, that happened doesn't mean that you can now like yeah. I said, you meet me on the street. Like, did I say today that we could have sex? Did I say today that you could kiss me today that you could, um, you know, touch my butt, but, <laughs> but, um, some women say like, it's not sexy when men do that. Like stop asking about everything, like just do it. Um, what do you think about that?
1: I I think that you should know your partner then. If I've never I think women like that have probably said it. Like, hey, it's sexy when you surprise it. They've they've given you the permission to surprise them. That and I think that's the biggest problem. Guys were like, Well, I know some women do the women that you engage with have they said that to you? We can't just go, well, some women like it. It's kind of like the whole catcalling thing. Some women like it. Some women do, but you don't know that. And so you can't go around assuming every woman likes something because of, you heard some woman say she does. It's it's crazy.
0: Yeah. I mean, I personally think catcalling is harassment, but if you like it, do you, sis?
1: I mean, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's different. It is. I. It depends. I guess it depends on the situation. And yeah, it depends. I will say that. I don't always think it's a harassment, but.
0: My number one pet peeve is men telling me to smile. Like I cannot stand it. I'm like, this is yeah. my face. This is my space. I'm walking down the street, minding my own damn business. Why do I have to smile at your command? Please, sir.
1: Yeah, please, please, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. I I am indifferent about that. I mean, that definitely, especially if I'm in a bad mood, like, get out of my face. But then sometimes, it depends on how the man said it. Like, maybe if yeah. it's an old man, he's like, won't you have a good, good morning, darling? <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> no, I may won't take a, <laughs> <laughs> but it, like I said, it just depends.
0: Is there something that you wish you knew about consent uh, in your earlier
1: years? Um, now, no, I just wish that I had a little. I mean, I'm not gonna say I wish I had a little more wisdom. I'm my wisdom is here now. It like you can you don't just wake up and have wisdom. You it comes yeah. from experience, and so I think the things that my mother and my brother taught me helped me. They guided me, and I did the best I could with that knowledge. Yeah,
0: that's very true. I wish I would have, um, known what it meant to honor myself and honor my emotions in mm-hmm. in, the, in the moment. Um, I think I spent a lot of time worried about what other people would feel if I said no, or like, I'm talking about like my teen years, like mm-hmm. it, it was a very gray area for me in figuring out like, okay, I'm going to say no. And this means no, and don't sit with me for Twenty minutes trying to convince me that I want to have sex, um, and that's something I think that a lot of younger women uh, need to be taught. Like they should be teaching these things in sex education because it's not, um, it's not like second nature. And a lot of people's parents do not, you know, have these ty- these types of talks with them. Um, so hopefully, we see that happen in the future.
1: Because I don't think there's anything that you did wrong. Yeah, no, me neither. Um, I didn't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, you just like you said, that's just a, that's a rough age. But I do think that sex and health education should definitely be broader in terms of including these scenarios that we talked about. I mean, emotionally. How we feel emotionally with people, in terms of like giving consent, because if we're not, if we don't feel emotionally safe with someone, that also that also influences the consent at that moment.
0: It's huge. Like I won't at all have sex with anybody that I don't feel emotionally and physically safe with.
1: Yeah, and at the same time, it's like we still though have a plan B, and that part for me, I just can't get away from. When you're out with guys or enter certain situations, because unfortunately you just don't know how someone's going to, I guess the, um, I guess if we know people before we have sex with them, we won't have these issues. That's not always realistic, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are some red
0: flags early on that people might not uh, respect your boundaries? Oh, I do have a story about this though, that I think was like a red flag for me. Like I went on a date with this guy, it was during the pandemic. Obviously I'm not going back to your house. And you're not coming back to mine. Well, I thought it was obvious. Apparently it was not. Anyways, I went on a date. We had a good first date. I thought it was chill. And he was like, why don't you uh, come back to my house? And I was like, no, like, I just met you. We have pl- plenty of time to get to know each other. Um, and he was like, well, tomorrow's not promised. Like, you don't know what could happen <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs>
1: okay
0: (laughs) yeah and i was like immediate red flag to me because you're not respecting my boundaries i said i don't want to go back to your house and you're trying to guilt me into going back to your house yeah very
1: weird you you know like really so like that really persuasive guy you're trying to persuade me if i've made it clear and you're spending your time trying to persuade i I think that's a flag really aggressive persuasion
0: yeah and also like well i don't know if this is Maybe because I'm not really looking to have casual sex right now. But um men who talk about sex a lot early on, like you're not really trying to get <laughs> to know me or ask me things about me. You're like, yo, let me get a pick, or I mean not that I've Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah not that that's happened recently, but but you're just overly concerned about sex or sexual
1: oh that not only is that a red flag it's super corny i hate that even if we are going to do it like dude don't ask me what my favorite position is <laughs> like, yeah. in the middle of a conversation like I, I hate sexual questions even when i was having casual sex and i was single i did not like sex questions it's such a yeah. turn like yeah. just relax and wait <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, just exactly. Just relax. But yeah, just paying attention to things like that. I think like, oh you know, my gosh, like, whether people are respecters of boundaries Ooh. or in just in general, respect you, you know?
1: Right. And then like when you do let them know what it is, if they contact you the next day and not wait days later, like basically you obviously had a problem with my timeline or with my boundaries and you don't want to hit me up. That's, that's it for me, but don't keep me in around so you can try again next month or something
0: (laughs) yeah no it's true it's true well thank you guys for joining us on talk about it sis the second episode um we did want to announce that we are going to have a giveaway so basically, we're going to give out a $50 Amazon gift card. Um, if you subscribe um, to the Talk About It Sis podcast and leave a an Apple review for us and follow us on Instagram at the talk about it sis podcast all three all three. so you have to do all three and we are going to announce the winner on april uh 10th i think it is uh on our instagram uh so yeah make sure you enter don't forget you have to review us subscribe to us and follow us on instagram at the talk about it sis podcast (laughs) (laughs) so yeah thank you guys for joining us again.
1: Alright, see you episode three.